Life is full of personal wins. I'm still waiting for mine. Whether it's cleaning your house or getting that dream car, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling your home and auto. Chrissy, you're always on top of all of this. Well, I am very deficient in some areas, but this is not one of them. I also love how personal State Farm is. I love my State Farm agent, Mike. Shout out to Mike. And guess what? Today, you guys can talk to a State Farm agent to learn how to bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, wait for it, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability amount on discounts and savings and eligibility vary by state. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person any time, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Calm Down with Aaron and Carissa is a production of iHeartRadio. What's up, everybody? Thank you guys so much for giving us an awesome opportunity to spend an hour with each other once a week. And this podcast has truly become, and I don't want to speak for Aaron, but I think her sentiment's the same, such like a highlight of my week for a number of different reasons. I love getting to read your guys' questions that you submit for pregame and going out on the road and the awesome people that we get to meet in the airport or on the airplane and saying like, I love your podcast makes us realize that people are listening and it means a lot. So thank you guys so much for an awesome 2022 and I'm looking forward to keeping it going. Yeah, I feel like every time we meet somebody that says, oh my gosh, I love your podcast so much. We think to ourselves, wait, you're listening. Listening. Is this really happening? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's pretty cool. There's been some definitely some memorable moments like Kyle Shanahan actually stopping to walk with me because word got back to the 49ers about calm down and everyone needing to calm down. And we love it. Like Chris has said, we love meeting you. We love seeing the signs at games. Keep it coming. Keep the questions coming. And uh, yeah, we want to obviously keep it rolling in 2023. We're hoping to maybe figure out some fun, exciting, different Mm -hmm. things, maybe live and in person to see everybody and interact, engage, if you will. You will. But calm down. We love you so much. So we're looking forward to it. Oh, and by the way, right now, we wanted to look back at some of our favorite interviews from the past year. So let's do it. Let's do it. First up, we're going to start with fashion icon, Mm. businesswoman, podcast host, mother, and so much more, Rachel Zoe. And apparently, I'll never forget when she told us she had the fig candles in her house, which every time I go to smell them, I always think about me in her house, which I've never been, and I'm still (laughs) waiting for the invite, Um, you know, her burning those puppies. We talked to her about work life, Mm. balance, raising a family while dominating the business world, the fashion world. She was awesome. 
She was awesome. I always wanted to be her. I remember watching her reality show and she just had these amazing outfits and jewelry. And I think my favorite part, as you'll hear in the interview, is she truly is a girl's girl. And yeah. I loved, loved, loved getting to uh, what I thought she was actually being able to validate that in the interview. Enjoy. Totally. I think there's a big misconception about marriage. You hear people say very often, like when they associate marriage with like um, a part of their life, they go, well, marriage is hard. Marriage is, is really hard. And I think Raj and I did that are always like, that's where you're actually wrong. Like, mar- like Raj and I always say, it's so funny. It's like everything else in life is hard. Like we're mm-hmm. the easy part. Yeah. Like your husband and wife, that should be where you come home and you're like, it's like mm-hmm. you're Person. It's your easy, let your guard down, just be you. Like that should be the thing that's the most effortless thing in your life. It should never be the challenge. The minute mm-hmm. it's the challenge, I think that's where you have to like take a step back because this is right. your forever, right? Yeah. <laughs> so not that it doesn't have like ups and downs, because of course it does. Any relationship mm-hmm. does. Yeah. But you know. I just don't think it should be that hard. It's very, I I come from my parents' parents are still together. My parents are still together. So I'm just always in awe and envious of of that. So kudos to you. It should never be overlooked because it is, especially in the world that you guys live in, you know, to have that anchor that keeps you and you, you know, you said it, he lets you be you and you let him be Mm -hmm. him. So it's a beautiful beautiful relationship, just observing from afar. With that, let me ask, because I am so intrigued and I was dying to just talk to you with how much you juggle, with how much you have your hands in. And my gosh, fashion, social media, I mean, on Bravo back in the day, um, now wallpaper, all of that. I mean, I was (laughs) sending links of it to my sister today because I was like, this is so so good for you, for your apartment. And just to give you some life, you know who else is in wallpaper and did my house in Montana? Samantha Phipps. And wallpaper, wallpaper. She just changes Mm -hmm. your life. But before we get to that, I have to ask you, Rachel, with you involved in so much, and I don't know how you operate in terms of, I have so many ideas and I have so many things. I am trying really hard in my marriage, almost of five years, woohoo, to stay present and be where your feet are and give him the time he needs, especially when I'm not during my season. How do you do that with your marriage, with your kids? What do you do? Well, Okay. So here's the thing. Um, you know, we just launched our second venture fund and yeah. I think, you know, my biggest thing that I've become really obsessed with over the last year or two is really having my hands in a lot of different businesses and really mm-hmm. like consulting, advising, investing. Um, and I think all the other things, like you mentioned the wallpaper and fragrance and all these other things, I'm, it's weird. I'm a creative person. I'm definitely a creative person. I've been my whole life before I even knew it. And I think when you're a creative person, there's this um, kind of like this ticking thing in your body that like explodes if you're not stimulated, right? And you have to like project that creativity on everything you do. And so for example, okay, I'm just going to say like my office, right? Yeah. I must re-merch and restyle these shelves like twice a week. Like I'll just be on the phone with someone and stand up and start like re-styling books and things Carissa, like that. Carissa, you're dying. You love it. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I think to that extent, I think my career for me, I've never planned any of it. 
not my books, everything I ever said no to, I did. I was like, oh God, no, I'd never write a book. I don't even read books. Who has time? You know, and, <laughs> and, you know, and TV shows, like I'm never letting anyone in my life, like all those things. But I think there's a time and a place. And I've definitely always been governed by my gut instinct for things. And when opportunities come, it's not always the right time. It's not always the right um, people that you want to do business with. And I think those things kind of pull you into things. Now, becoming a mom and and much later in life, by the way, um, I mean, Roger and I, we, Roger and I were together, brace yourself. Yeah. When I tell people this out loud, it sounds crazy. We were together for 18 years before we had children. Wow. <laughs> but I remember you got, and again, because your life was out there right. with, yeah, with, your, with your show. It, it was weird. Not weird. That's not no, the right no, way It was, well, no, it was just, it, <laughs> you were, you were just this like dynamo and continue to be right with like the business side. And Aaron and I have talked about this for a long time. Yeah. Like, when is the right time to have kids or how it's going to disrupt my business? And so then when you, you know, to think now with your children, like who knew what your life looked like before those boys, right? Yeah, because now totally. they're your whole world. And so yep. when is that right time to shift up and what made it change for you guys and decide like, hey, we need to do this and we want time. to do this now? Time. time, time, really time, because you know, it's a weird thing because I was this weird hybrid of a completely career obsessed perfectionist workaholic for my whole adult life. Mm-hmm. Those types of people are not typically people that you say, oh, she's going to be a mom. She needs mm-hmm. to be a mom, you know. Mm-hmm. But weirdly, since I was 16, 15, I was always called like mom or you know, I was always the mom. I was always the one mm-hmm. taking care of everybody. I was always the one, you know, just, I was the shoulder they cried on. I was the ear. I was the, this, it was all those things. And then when all my friends started having children, it was funny because I'd be the one adult that was invited to kids' birthdays that had no kids. And I would be the one out there playing with 25 kids while all the parents <laughs> were like drinking wine. In an amazing flowing gown, mm-hmm. yeah. designer <laughs> gown as she's out there like, <laughs> seriously, balloon animals. Heels. I was definitely in heels. I was definitely, <laughs> but it was weird. So this, I was very, very conflicted because I knew in my soul that I had to be a mother because mm-hmm. I loved children. I loved them. What I couldn't solve for was how in God's name I was going to have time to do that. And I was like, how? I don't even have time to shower. I sleep four hours a night. You know what I mean? Like I'm, yeah. I'm living the most ridiculous life. And then, as you may have seen on the show, I got very sick in 2009 mm-hmm. and I, I got vertigo that was debilitating for about a year. Yeah. And ultimately, like your body sometimes makes decisions and just says, you know what? guess what? Just kidding. You can't live like this anymore. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, you know, I would tribute it to say I was probably collapsing of sorts from exhaustion, you know? And then Roger and I, one day we were just like, Oh God, I'm getting old. Like I really (laughs) kind of need to do this. And what do we do? You know, it was sort of like, how do I get a baby? It was sort of like, how do I do this? Where do we start? Mm And I got pregnant. Honestly, it's funny. I was pregnant for nine weeks before I even realized I was pregnant. Wow. Because we weren't trying. We weren't not trying, but we weren't trying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I was just working. And then I just remember finding out I was pregnant in the summer of like 2010. And I just remember like, you know, those pregnancy tests, you take them and it takes like, you know, it takes like a minute to see what color, what, what, what plus sign or whatever. And there's like four of them in a box. Girls, I took four of them. (laughs) They took five seconds to come up with the answer. It was like, you are are strong. (laughs) (laughs) These are not wrong. There was no, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's funny. My luck, I'd be like, is that another line? Is it not a line? Like, oh, yeah. yeah. So oh, there was, was no... So it looks crooked. It was. Yeah. I was confused. So, but the truth is, you guys, I remember taking this hospital tour when I was like eight and a half months pregnant. And I remember at Cedars and I left the hospital and I got in the car and I go, nope, can't do it. And Roger really? goes, he goes, what are you talking about? I <laughs> we, go, we're doing he goes, it. Like, he goes, do you want a C-section? I go, no, no, I, I, I can't do that. I, I'm freaking out. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know how to give birth. He's like, nobody knows how to give birth. I'm like, you can't say a word about this. You're just going to stand there like looking at me. And, you know, I was, I was in a full panic. Like I could have stayed pregnant for like five years. Like it, that was fine. <laughs> I was just like not ready. And then all of a sudden, like sky was in my hands and it was almost Aww. like mm-hmm. my life just went upside down and backwards with love. And I, I froze for like a year. I couldn't get my head out of uh, like him, you know, in terms of like, I'm not leaving. I don't think I left him for like three years. Mm -hmm. Like, and then I had my second one. I just took him everywhere, honestly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, after Caius, like it's weird by the second one, you're sort of like, okay, I I can do both. I can, I got this, you know, but I, what I did in all honesty, I think because I was an older mom and I kind of had already built my career set up, so to speak, I was able to bring my kids to work. Yeah. It was your businesses. Yes. Yeah. They're mine. But then mm-hmm. what happened was in my company, six girls had babies the same time as me. And I immediately opened a nursery in my office because I was like, oh. no way I'm bringing my baby. And they're not bringing their babies. So everyone had their babies. It was the cutest thing in the whole. It was the best. Honestly, it was the best. Guys, everyone loves a win, even if it's small. I had two big ones. I mean, congratulations to me. Let's celebrate. Finally cleaned out the fridge in the garage with all the nasty crap in the drawer from last Christmas, maybe even Thanksgiving. And... I'm getting somewhere on my closet. Purging, organizing, what about you? My big wins have to do with the cute little animals up at the ranch. Simba, who's my rescue, graduated. He doesn't have to stay in the crate overnight. He can hang out with the big boys at night. And also my sweet little baby chicks are thriving. So no matter if your win is big or small, it's still a win. And it calls for a celebration. And who's cheering right beside you? Say it with me, Aaron. State State Farm. Farm. The State Farm personal price plan helps you create an affordable price just for you. So talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person any time, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Another really fun interview. We love women that are in this industry and we love supporting them. Renee Paquette is fantastic. She is from Canada. You played a fun yeah. game with her. Is <laughs> that it was good. Uh, Canadian or is it Jarrett? So that was fun. She is someone who our paths have actually crossed a few times in this industry. She even told the story, which I didn't know about. She said that I ended up taking her job. Uh, she had also auditioned for Sports Nation back in the day. So we had some fun with that. But yeah, we worked together, not on the same shows, but we both worked at Fox, all of us together. And mm-hmm. so had a, a great time talking to her. She has a great cookbook out. She also became a mother in this mm-hmm. past year. And then she talks about dating her husband and not letting anyone know. And then they eventually got married and sort of all of the stories that are intertwined in that. So enjoy our interview with Renee Paquette. I want to make my jump down to the U.S. I want to figure out what I'm going to go do. So um, this is where we kind of come into play because I had come into audition for um, for Sports Nation mm-hmm. and loved it, had a great time, thought for sure that's the thing, that's going to be it, that's where I'm headed. And then that at the end of that week, WWE brought me in for an audition and I bombed it. It was not good. Oh, no. Why? What did you do? do? How did you bomb it? It was a full day. So I get there and like, you know, you're like meeting all like the producers, meeting the executives, blah, 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 like walking through the buildings, figuring everything out. So they had me do like, you know, like a post show style kind of thing. That was fine. I was like, okay, this is my wheelhouse. I can do this. They had me jump in and do commentary. And I was like, what? Like so over my head. Not a clue what I was doing, like blessings to the man that was in the booth with me trying to do it. He's probably like, get this chick out of here. Um, then they like gave me like uh, like a battery charger or something. And they're like, sell this to me. And I like I have like, what? I, what are you doing? Like, I know this is it was like full on like boot camp sink or yeah. swim. So I honestly didn't really think I did a great job. And I was like, oh, OK, well, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I'm probably going to go do this thing at ESPN anyways. Um, and then Carissa Thompson enters the picture and then uh, they gave it to me by default. <laughs> Numbers never lie got canceled. And they're like, this bitch has got a year left on her contract. So we got to put her somewhere. That's, that's what oh, happened my there. gosh. No, I remember like being at home. I've told this story before on like uh, on my show and like maybe some other places, but I was like at home being like, cool, I'm going to go do this other thing. I'm going to go to ESPN, blah, blah, blah. And it was like the episode that Michelle Beadle was leaving. They shoot her out the can and I'm like, oh, that was a nice little send off. And then this car pulls up and these like heels pop out. And I'm like, wait, who's this? What's <laughs> happening? What's going on? <laughs> Again, by default. No, not, no, no. Not I because, mean, yeah. Listen, you are so fantastic at 
everything you do. Like, God, you're so you were so great on that show and you're so amazing in all the things that you do. Uh, but it was that moment that I was like, oh, my gosh. OK, so that's not happening. And then WWE, the contract came through with them. And I was like, yeah, OK, let's go and do that. Let's go. And I had no idea what I was going to do there. Not a clue. I was like, am I doing the show like I was doing in Toronto? Am I going to be doing like a, a studio show? What am I going to be doing? Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I ended up doing a million things there. I started off hosting this show, Vintage Collection, which was like all old school wrestling uh, that I was hosting with me and Gene Okerlund, who's just like an absolute class act, uh, best man ever, loved him. And then I ended up going on the road, doing backstage interviews was kind of the thing I started dipping my toe into, then hosting panel shows for for all the pay-per-views, joining Total Divas, doing a reality show. Yeah, and wait, then... we need to, that, that's, that's where Aaron, <laughs> insert Aaron. There we go. Well, no, that's when I started hearing about you because I would get your name tagged on to my name at Twitter. Like, she's the wrestling Aaron Andrew. <laughs> yes, and I was yes. like, what's going on? What's happening? I was like, am I screwing up something here? So yeah, I kept <laughs> seeing your name everywhere. And I was like, is this bitch talking about me? Like, what's going on? And no, you weren't. But it was like, everybody's like, oh, she's the wrestling version. So I was like, okay, I see yeah. you. So Total Divas. So go. funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we get brought in to do Total Divas, which was like great, but it was also a little weird or like awkward, I guess, for me, because I was the only girl on there that wasn't a wrestler. So I'm like, what am I, I like, what am I bringing to the table? What are like, you're my storylines going to be? Yeah, you're bringing everything. Yeah, we got it. Trying to bring I'll everything. Tell you what you're bringing. Trying to bring the party. And then, so my husband, now we were dating at the time, but we were doing the show. We were on it together. And it was just like weird. So my husband's wrestling character, especially at the time, was like this like crazy lunatic. So that was sort of the essence on the show where he's still this like wacky, crazy guy. And I'm like, why is he so crazy all the time? So it was like this weird dynamic that's like not actually what our dynamic is. But it was a lot of fun. I mean, shit, you just get to like hang out with your friends. They keep the champagne flowing. You go on these fun. great trips. The only thing that like that I had really a hard time with was just being mm. mic'd up all the time. Having a mic pack on you all day long. And you're like, on, on vacation, like you're in a bathing suit. Like, yeah. you just put this on your bikini and it's like sagging your pants down. It's like, that was Did you guys have part. a clause in your contract? Because we did when I danced on Dancing with the Stars. It was kind of the same thing. You wore a mic pack all day. So if you're hooking up, you're fighting. If you're cussing out the producers, it's on tape. But we had it in the contract. As soon as I'm in the potty, it, the mic pack is allowed to be off. So that's where Maxim <laughs> and I would fight. <laughs> or like bitch about the show being like Nicole Scherzinger. You know, of course, she's going to win it. Fuck yeah, this. You know? I'm right. So like, That's not fair. The bathroom. So yeah, could you take it off in the potty or no? Um, Yeah, I, I don't really remember there being any like you can do X, Y, and Z. Like it was a little more like loose in terms yeah. of that. Because there'd be okay. times that we'd be shooting and then near the end of the day, like as the cameras start like pulling out, pulling out, pulling out, we're like at dinner or shooting the shit and whatever. Am I allowed to swear on here, by the way? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, okay, I think I've said fuck yeah, like 10 are. times. Great, yeah. great, great, great. Um, yeah. Calm down, uh, Calm down, everybody calm down. Can you not swear on the volume? Are you guys classy over there? Oh my, no, I swear probably too much. I think it actually freaks people out because they're so used to me not swearing on television. They're like, who is mm. this? Yeah, it just... I know. It, it's actually, we're trying to work on it's, it. It's a, a tough bit, one to but... break. I also feel like kind of boring when I'm just not swearing as much. I like to spice up my sentences a bit. 
Add a little flair in there. This is going to go into one of our uh, segments we're going to have with you about Canadian, or is it just Jared? It's uh, there's going to be a comment about swearing. Don't worry. Yeah, how is being married to a Canadian? What's like the other side? Renee, we'll get to that. (laughs) I mean, that's going to be part of our segment, Canadian (laughs) or just Jared. So I can't wait. Give me the one thing. So you started in the industry at what age? Um, I mean, I started like auditioning and stuff like that, like around eighteen, nineteen. But then I was like broad, like I had my first broadcasting on national television job at 23. So I think it's awesome to, you know, when like younger girls or guys or whatever ask advice um, on, you know, if you could go back and tell your younger self something. I also think it's important to continue to solicit advice from people that I respect in the industry. Give yourself advice if you go back in time, the 18 year old you or the 23 year old you that you now know that you didn't know then. I would say be selective who you take advice from because Mm. everybody wants to dole. Not everybody wants to dole a device, but a lot of times a lot of people can get in your ears and it doesn't mean that that person has the key to the castle. It doesn't mean that they know what is right and what's wrong. I remember early on in my career, actually, when I started doing the show in Canada about wrestling and one of the guys, one of the um, executive producers at um, TSN, which is like the bigger sports station in Canada, was like, don't do wrestling. No one's going to take you seriously. And I was like, I don't really want to be taken seriously. Like, that's not what I'm trying to do anyway. So like, um, yeah, suck on that. (laughs) But yeah, I would just say like, you know, find your people that you trust, Mm -hmm. that you want to be the source of people that you want to get information from. And of course, listen to people and like, you know, take things with a grain of salt. Not everybody always has the answer. There's no straight line of how you get somewhere. So stick to what you know and what you like. And I mean, you know, it's really just getting in that experience too and knowing what your voice is as a broadcaster, who you want to be and not letting somebody like really take the reins Mm -hmm. away from you on that. I love that. I want to know about your marriage and what, you know, before you jumped on, Chris and I were talking about just life lessons, what makes it work. You married somebody that's in your field, Mm -hmm. um, in your line of work. I you know, I'll be really candid. I, you know, that's frowned upon in my world and probably, I don't know your world too, but, um, I, (laughs) I used to be so worried about it in my twenties and I did, I dated athletes. I totally did because where are you going to meet people? I was on the road for five to six days a week. And like, sorry, a normal Joe Schmo isn't going to understand my life going out here, going to bars. And I would keep it really on the DL about who I dated and yeah, whatever. They were interested in the same thing. And and then obviously I ended up marrying somebody in my line of work, not a sport I covered at the time, but you did. And and how was that? And and maybe fun stories from meeting John. <laughs> so when John and I first started dating, we kept it under wraps for like a good six months before anyone like, and it's like kind of hard. I mean, we're always yeah, yeah. all together. We're on the road. We're at the hotels. We're in the arenas. Like it is not easy to like really sweep that under the rug. Um, Did you have an oh shit moment where somebody caught you and you had to like play it off? Because I definitely (laughs) did in like a hotel lobby or something like that. Yeah, yes. I've had, uh, yeah, there's two that come to mind. There's one, so like there's always like the TV hotel that like, yes, 
Most people stay in, but a lot of times wrestlers will stay in like the other. They don't book their own flights, but they will often book their own hotels. So I went and stayed at the hotel John was at. And one of the other wrestlers yeah. like pulled up. He's like in his rental car. And he's like, what are you doing here? Why are you here? And I was like, <laughs> and I was so new at the time that I wasn't yeah. even like sure that I was like, oh, how do I handle this situation? That I was like, oh, I don't know. It's just a hotel they booked me. This right. He's like, oh, yeah, OK. They sniffed me out so fast. Um, but I also remember another time, <laughs> John and I have been together for a while at this point, but um, one of, uh, it was uh, JBL, who's like a legendary wrestler. His hotel room was right next to ours. And the next day, hey, I girl. Like, hey, I was next to your guys' room. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, I just start sweating, like sweating that I'm like, not, I mean, not even just on the like, sexual level. Front, but I was like, mm-hmm. what were we saying? What oh, were we shit. talking about? That's yeah. happened before. It was definitely a bit of like a panic mode. But you know that moment when you're staying in a, obviously we all do, we're staying in a hotel with yes. colleagues and you're like, fuck, which room are they in? Because was I talking too loud yeah, to my no. friend, to whoever on the phone? Like you gotta, yeah. The worst. Oh my God. I know. Yeah. Especially if you're I'm like, you have a couple sips it. of wine and you're like, yep. just here we go. Taking a I deep literally dive. will tell someone the next day and not give a shit. I'd be like, okay, I heard and gross or <laughs> weird. I, I don't care. Like, it's just because they'll call my ass out because obviously this voice travels. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so when John and I first started dating, though, we did keep it to ourselves for quite a while. And then once the cat kind of got out of the bag and yeah, we've been together for a while. But John, so John really keeps to himself. Like when he's, he's like not the social butterfly. If you meet him, it's like, he, yeah, he's, yeah. He just kind of does his own thing. So when he people started seeing him and I hanging around, it was like weird to them because he talks to nobody. But him and I were always just like buddies. So yeah, people were like, something's going on here. And I was like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Oh, he doesn't talk to anybody kind of except for me. Uh, so yeah, people people figured out probably quicker than we thought that they did. And then what, what's what been your secret of staying together? Any? Yeah, know- please. I need them all. <laughs> I think we know why. Stop. <laughs> Fuck. Listen, I I will say I really lucked out. John is um he's so <laughs> patient and I mm. can be a psychopath. Um <laughs> yeah, like I am like constantly like at 10 where he is like so mellow. He That's he's good. rational, he's not like that knee-jerk reaction where I'm the opposite side of that. Um, so I really lucked out that he's like so patient. Um, and I, I actually think it helps for us that we're in the same line of work, especially like wrestling, such a weird world that like if you don't get it, I'm sure for the people that are married to people that are outside the business, so many people in wrestling are married to people within the business. I'm sure when you're on the outside of it, it is nice to just like take a breather. But I find for us, it's nice. Like we understand. I understand yeah. the things that he's talking about. I get those ups, those downs. I know what that life on the road is like. Mm. I always felt bad for like people whose wives like weren't on the road and didn't understand. Because I feel yeah. like you you often think that that life on the road is a lot cooler than it really is. And it's everyone just always not thinks it's so that. glamorous and you're exactly. slapping around. And it is so <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Guys, everyone loves a win, even if it's small. I had two big ones. I mean, congratulations to me. Let's celebrate. Finally cleaned out the fridge in the garage with all the nasty crap in the drawer from last Christmas, maybe even Thanksgiving. And 
I'm getting somewhere on my closet. Purging, organizing, what about you? My big wins have to do with the cute little animals up at the ranch. Simba, who's my rescue, graduated. He doesn't have to stay in the crate overnight. He can hang out with the big boys at night. And also my sweet little baby chicks are thriving. So no matter if your win is big or small, it's still a win and it calls for a celebration. And who's cheering right beside you? Say it with me, Aaron. State State Farm. Farm. The State Farm personal price plan helps you create an affordable price just for you. So talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings and eligibility vary by state. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person any time, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And of course, we're going to finish up with one of our absolute favorites. He's a three-time Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, mm-hmm. Julian Edelman, or as we like to say, Jules. Uh, he's a beauty. Of course, we asked him about their historic comeback against the Falcons in Super Bowl 51, playing under the legendary head mm-hmm. coach Bill Belichick, playing with his good buddy Tom Brady. He told us Tom doesn't shower after games. Interesting. The shower pill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 which I, yeah, okay. And then uh, <laughs> raising his daughter, Lily. Yes. I think that day we talked to him, he had either just dropped her off for her first day of mm-hmm. school or it had been a few days ago. But love Jules' sense of humor, love his perspective. And uh, he's turned into a little podcaster out there as well. So yes. uh, we love our little Julian Edelman. You and Aaron. Uh, of course, Aaron on the sidelines for that Super Bowl against Atlanta and your incredible drive. What was it? You know, less than three minutes to go. You guys are down by eight. I need the Julian Edelman and the Aaron Andrews perspective. We'll start with you, Jules, as that was all unfolding and sort of what you now can remember stepping back from it, you know, five years later. Five years later. Yikes. Isn't that crazy? Jeez. Um, Lady Gaga halftime, by the way. Great show. See, I don't even know the halftime shows of, of the Super Bowls we played in. Been know. in so many, you know, who can <laughs> count, right? You know, I, uh, whatever. Um, yeah, three minutes to go. When was that? After the, well, did we have the the sack, the Hightower sack fumble, or was that the Trey Flowers sack? You know, so like once after we came out of halftime, you know, I was a rah-rah guy. It's going to be a hell of a story. Let's do this, guys. For the Gipper. Yeah, whatever. Um, and then, like, first, third down back, we 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 hold them. I have a decent punt return. We go third down. I drop a ball. So I'm sitting there like, damn, that's not going to be really good for going forward. We're still down 24. What was it, 24 to 3? Yeah. And so then things just started clicking. 
you know, everyone kind of settled down. Like we weren't really out of the game because they were blowing us out. We were out of game because of self-inflicted wounds, a pick six, a turnover in the red area, you know, not doing well on third down, which is something we completely talked about all week in fucking practice. I'm sorry for swearing. We're not allowed to swear swear. on this one. You got it. We're good. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. We never know. There's, there's courtesies. Um, (laughs) So after Trey gets a sack, Hightower gets a sack, our offense, we're starting to like pick things up. Guys are working, you know, it was just nuts to see it go the way it did. And, and my perspective during the game, I, I never think we're going to lose. But the first time I watched it on TV, I was like just as stunned as everyone else. Yeah. Like, oh my, how, how are we, how did we do this? Like, you know, yeah, it's it's weird because we've been in that situation. I know it wasn't, you know, in the Super Bowl, but we've been behind large leads at halftime against Cleveland Browns 2013, I believe. Denver Broncos, we were down 24-0 at halftime against Peyton Manning and came back and won both those games. We had these crazy heroic-type comeback wins. So, like, you knew it was in there. It was just really about settling down and really worrying about what you had to do on each and every play. And it's kind of boring to hear my perspective, but that's really what it was. Like, guys just, like, no one really wanted to jinx anything because we, we, we saw things going right. So, like, like you'd look over, like, I would look, I always, always really close to Matthew Slater, and he would sit over, like, across from, like, the special teams area, and I'd always give, he'd always, like, look over at me. I'd look <laughs> over at him and... I'd be like, no, nah, we can't look, can't look, you know, like, it, like, so I don't know. Once we started getting those sacks and then once we scored, got both those two point conversions, which people don't like, that's crazy to even realize how hard that is. And that we, we were able to do that. Getting a two point conversion is very hard, let alone two. But after we did that, and once we won that toss, we knew we were winning the game. So, you know, it's, it's just, that's why you play the game right there for those types of games. And we actually, we got Amendola for that game. So we're going to get his perspective. Mm. I, I'm more interested in like, what, what is your perspective, Aaron, when you were on the sideline? Well, I, first I, hold on. I'm asking the questions here. No, I love <laughs> that. Wait, first, did you, did, did you blake out during that catch? Did you at any point like think, shit, shit, where, like, where is it? What do you remember about that catch? Well, I remember like that whole week in practice. So that's called a shoot route which you either run a crosser versus one safety high look or you run a middle read versus two safety high look, which is you bend it and said, you know, if it's two safeties, you're going to bend it, sell the go and keep it to the near upright. And like the number one coaching point on that specific route is do not rush it. Be patient with the route because we were getting that cover five look. So you have to make them feel like you're running the out route to create separation. And then you're going to hit it to the post. And I ran a shitty route. Hmm. And anytime the DB on a shoot route looks back at the quarterback before you do, you're like praying like, oh, fuck, we're we're about to throw an interception here. And so when he looked back for the ball and tipped it, I didn't see the other two defenders. I just saw that he was in between us, me and the ball, which is never a good look. So I just went (laughs) to go really try to like, hopefully not let this thing get picked. Yeah. And all of a sudden one thing happens. I don't really remember the rest, but I knew I caught it. You know, it was all reactional type stuff. So, and then, you know, I remember trying to get a, 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 a Peter call. It's like Peter, 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 which means you're trying to get the whole team so you can snap it quick. 
I knew I called it, though. I was like, hey, Tommy, fake the Peter. So they call a timeout to challenge it because then if they do that, then you're going to waste their timeout. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, Peter, Peter. And we did that. And, and you know, they, they challenged it and we, we thankfully got it. It was a second and 10. It wasn't that big of a play, but Danny, the next play hits a crosser. I, yeah. I got contributions from everyone on that, the offense. And it was, I mean, that was, it's still crazy. It you is. Know, we got so rookie crazy. out there. We got no Gronk out there to go out and do it. It's a good one. Chris and I are so turned on right yeah, now. Like to see, you know, a cross route, a D2 I, I DB. It's like, wait, what? I'm, mm-hmm. oh, all of this. But my perspective was, was the Julio catch, was Julio's catch before that, the third down catch, right? That was before this. Yeah, because once, so I just remember standing there and, you know, it's halftime and I'm talking to, um, what, who the heck did I talk to? I, whatever, I don't even remember. But it was just like, this can't be it. Like, and then of course, selfishly don't get mad. We're thinking at Fox, the Super Bowl, damn it, everyone's going to be turning off their TVs now because yep, like ratings. they're down. But then I was talking to somebody and they're like, absolutely not because they want to see if these guys can do it. Mm-hmm. So I we're sitting there. Oh, Dan Quinn. Why did I blank out? I'm talking to Dan Quinn at half and you could just still tell he's just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So Julio's catch happened. And I remember looking at my producer and being like, wow. And it was right by where I was standing. And he goes, write that down. That's going to be a big one when you talk to him post game. So I wrote down and I started and all this stuff. And then you guys started coming back. And I've told this many times. I'm just sitting there and I'm looking at Matt Ryan because I wasn't on your sideline. And he just looks like he's going to puke. And like, he's just holding himself like this. And he just looks like he's going to barf. And then Jules, you make that catch. And I, I, I just remember from the sidelines, we're all dying to see, you know, did he make it? Did he make it? But when you go back and watch the TV copy, I think it's Troy Aikman at his best because he literally just loses it. And he goes, oh my God, what a catch. And it was just like a cool moment for such a polished announcer. Forget about you and how great you were. It's all about us, of course. Um, But yeah, it was just... And then when you guys go into overtime, it's just like, this has never happened before in a Super Bowl. Holy crap. To hear our boss's perspective in trying to sell Super Bowl ads in in overtime is unbelievable. And what they were going for. And it was like, can you guys really do this? James White, you, it was just, I have goosebumps. I shaved my legs and now the hair is back. So it's very exciting. <laughs> it's, uh, you guys sold commercial rights after the game to the, the, like the other companies or what? No, when you guys were going into overtime, the, the rate of the price mm-hmm. of commercials to be played in overtime during that game just shot through the roof. And our boss tells the story about being on the phone with the sales team and being like, this is what this is going for. Because New England Patriots, Super Bowl, you guys are in overtime after being down by how much? Like, this shit is going to be expensive. She expensive. Mm-hmm. It's really it cool. It's going to be cheap. Yeah. That's... And then the jersey was stolen, right? Is that, the, that another storyline yeah. in that one, too? That was dramatic. I mean, they find the jersey in Mexico. <laughs> So random. They don't know who shot Tupac. Yeah, or Biggie. I mean, what are, let's get, let's not forget Biggie involved in this one. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? What are we doing? Well, we know what you're doing inside the NFL and games with names. Uh, you have so much going on. We appreciate you taking the time to do this. And of course, we got to get you a VIP parking pass at the elementary yeah. school. We can't be having do the they MVP know who you are? walking. You oh, know. there's so many cool people here in LA, though. Like. <laughs> 
it's so weird. Like when you go to like these little schools and you like you get like, oh, there's the TV producer's family. There's like, oh, an actor. Like, oh, I'm you're not here, cool. Like, you're not, you'll is... make the cool roster. I'm a husband. Yeah, yeah, right. No, give me a break. I just want to know if you're going to have Coach Belichick on the podcast. <sighs> It'd be a beauty of a thing. I know. I need to get him on. I'm trying. I just got a text message from, I just got uh, yesterday or two days ago. Does he ago. need you? Nah, he, he just, he texts me, he goes, uh, he, I'm going to go to the Raiders joint practice. And, I, and, you know, he goes, hey man, just, it was, it's honestly weird that he texts me, but he's like, oh, here you come with the Patriots or the, the Raiders practice. Excited to see you. I go, I go, oh, it's going to be exciting to see you too again, coach. Yeah. Yeah. Plus number of the, what's his name? The kid doesn't look good in 11. He's too skinny for it. Oh no! And he goes. Well, <laughs> he goes. Eighty-one was taken. I wish he was an eighty-one too. But he's the closest thing to Moss we ever Aww. had. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, I've been impersonating this guy so much lately. Like everyone wants to hear some bullshit story about it, and so like every time I get a call or a text from him, I'm like sitting there like he's gonna, like oh I'm sweating literally like he's gonna yell at me or something. But it's all out of fun. He understands that I think, and yeah, you know, he knows I love him. Was Jules, how was your pers- Oh, go ahead, CT. No, I was just going to say, was he surprised that you went into media? I mean, he shouldn't have been when you first decided to. Nah, because I was always, I mean, I was a smart ass. Once, like, after year seven or six, I was, like, I'd walk by, like, coach in the hallway, and I'd be like, hey, coach. <laughs> like, he's, like, not even looking at it, like, in that tone and stuff, like, and he'd be like, Edelman. Like, I'd always, like, try to, like, <laughs> like f- fuck with him. Or, you know, ask him questions. I don't know. Like, I don't think I don't think he was surprised. I don't. Maybe that guy surprises me on how he thinks. He's got like Jedi mind tricks. So maybe he does. Does he not? But I don't think anyone really knows what's going on there. But him. How are you surprised by him? What What does he do? I, I understand the mind tricks, but just give us a little inside peek at that. What does he do? Well, he just never gives his cards up. Yeah. You that's know? Awesome. So that's, you know, like you never really know what he's thinking. And I, I swear he's, he'll say stuff to you just to kind of my nephew. And like, it leaves you like, uh, what? and j- he'll just walk away. You're like, Does he, is he mad? Is he happy? I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you two things real quick. You and you and Aaron are close to Tom, but not everyone ha- has that luxury. So Gronk told me one time in an interview, I was like, he was giving me, because it was before your guys' A- one of your many AFC championship games, this one against the Colts. And he was giving me the whole like Belichickian answer, like playing it safe, whatever. And I was like, dude, this is a terrible fucking interview. Like you got to give me something. <laughs> and so he's like, okay, you want something? He's like, Brady doesn't shower after practice. And I like spooning and like weird shit, you know, just like t- classic Gronk stuff. So I need a Tom thing that a lot of people that he wouldn't care that you said that people might be surprised about. He gave him the sh- he he, did, he was a guy that shower pilled a lot. He get he, he you sh- what do you called it? What did you just call it? You, you, you called the shower pill. What is that? If you don't take a shower after practice or after work, you take you're taking a shower pill. Oh shit. Yeah. That's, yeah. Gronk gave him that's up. That's what people used to call it. Yeah. That's he either shower pilled or he'd ha- he would steal two heads and he have two heads of the showers on him. <laughs> the shower like, hog. Yeah. Shower hog. Um, one thing that people don't, you know, he, he loves chicken wings. Oh, like the night before games, we like, regardless of where you're at, you stay in a hotel. So you have the same kind of food always. And so, that's a how you you judge the hotel by the red sauce or like the wings and stuff. You know, you go to the hotels, this that. But every night, 
night before game, after the QB meeting, you would always see little Brady sneaking over <laughs> to the wing thing, looking around, taking a bite of a wing, taking a couple for the road. Like, he loves chicken wings. Mm. I don't know what chapter the chicken wings are in in I, this book. I'm looking by the strawberry chapter. Oh. All right. Um, as I have said in one of your guys' wonderful pregame questions, something I want to work on is listening more and not talking as much. So I'm going to wrap it up by saying thank you for joining us on the Calm Down podcast throughout the year. Fun interviews, fun episodes. And truly, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. As we joke, we are shocked that anyone listens. So would love to make sure that you guys know how much we truly appreciate you. And I have listened to everything you have said. And I love you. <laughs> and I love everybody who works at the Calm Down Podcast. So thank you to our team and all of their support and listening to us, us. and our BS. I can't even imagine. They need a holiday break. I- do they ever their <laughs> eyes probably roll back in their head just being like enough of these chicks this is they need to calm down and we will and thank you for calming down with us and we look forward to seeing you in the new year 2023 23 is one of our favorite numbers let's do it calm down with Aaron and Carissa is a production of iHeartRadio for more podcasts from iHeartRadio visit the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person any time, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.